Welcome to RLM TV. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're Welcome excited back. to be here, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful day of Shekinah. This is beautiful. <laughs> you know, I was just looking at, um, I was hearing John 8, 8, and we've been talking about coming against the religious demon. Mm. You know, Jesus, one of his ultimate stands against the religious devil was when he stood between the woman caught in the act of adultery and prevented the religious authorities from stoning her to death. Now, what is going on here? What is this a picture of? Is there some deeper mystery here? So I had to look at the Greek. And this is that verse where it says, He bent over again and wrote on the ground. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground. This is Jesus writing in the ground as he's being questioned by who? The religious demon. Who is he protecting? A sinner. Not just a hypothetical sinner, but an actual woman caught in the act of adultery. Doesn't get a whole lot worse than that in the eyes of the nefesh. That's, yep, all right, here we go. Stone him to death. That's what's in the law. Yeah, he also released two murderers, Barabbas and uh, Saul of Tarsus <laughs> in the New Testament. That's pretty Adulterers wild. and murderers ministries worldwide. <laughs> All right. Wow. So crazy. So I had like, there's, a, what did he, you know, I had to look at the Greek here. When he wrote, that's Strong's 1125, engraven. And it's literally to grave, to write, to engrave, to, it's also to figuratively describe. But what I'm seeing there is the graving, the engraving, as you rise on sapphire stones, what do you get? You get engravings. The sapphire stones that you're made after that template and you're raising it from being fallen, that's why uh, the order, uh, the order, but the pattern gets corrected as you complete a world. It's fixed, it gets fixed. The sun rises, you're gathering the stones, things begin to come into the righteous order of the luminaries who are always in faithful orbit to YHVH, which is the angel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So he wrote, so he was engraving. It's the picture of the engraving. On the ground, that's Strong's 1093. The soil, the ground, uh, Gen, G-E-N, here in the transliteration. So the, the Hebrew equivalent is actually the Hebrew word Eretz. Now, immediately, that brings my mind because of the locations. I have 
some of the pattern memorized and written on my heart so I can access them when I look at it. Uh, but I'm automatically seeing the spheres, but my focus goes there to uh, Malkut, which is really fascinating uh, from a Holy Kabbalist standpoint. What is Jesus Christ doing as a prophetic act? And when the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ does a prophetic act, do you think he's actually creating something? He's actually doing something. What is he doing here? Whew. Okay, so I had to find a reference for this. You know, as I'm seeing it in the vision, I'm experiencing, I'm remembering parts of this. I did a little, just a tiny, tiny little bit of digging here. And we're finding that the, the rabbi says in the world tradition that it meant truth. Truth. Met eretz, that's that Hebrew word, what Jesus was graving in, from the earth will spring, tishma. So truth will spring from the earth, Psalms 85, 12. Truth will spring from the earth. How is it going to spring from the earth or from Malkut? <laughs> Out of your belly flows the rivers. The hand of God, Jesus Christ, I believe he was prophetically engraving on her earthen vessel but what is he not going to do he didn't touch her right woman don't cling to me i have not yet ascended he was perfect in rigid righteousness and holiness and dealing with a woman who struggled with lust what did he do he engraved on the earth malkut but in the spirit what did that do he was writing i believe his name or the name of his kingdom and her spirit do you believe that that woman became saved when she encountered jesus when you belong to jesus what do you have he said the malkut of heaven is within you where do the engravings come from the hand of god the stylus of the pen of tiferet when we write our notes why is that a powerful prophetic act there's the out the outscribing on the outside that corresponds to the inscribing the inscriptions i'm seeing a little angel wings over here <laughs> the inscribing on the inside <laughs> and this is a key for those of you who are you like to ply torah what is ply? Most Americans, the only ply you know is the two-ply or one-ply toilet paper in the bathroom and if it's available or not because who knows if toilet paper will be available or not since the pandemic and everyone is, has been scarred by that unless you were in righteousness. During that whole time, there was no shortage of pa toilet paper for the righteous. Did you know that? We need healing from the trauma <laughs> from the pandem pandemic toilet paper <laughs> crisis. <laughs> well, you know, it was funny. <laughs> Wasn't that one of the weirdest it, things? It was hilarious. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit. That's It's funny that, you, that we're talking about that because during that whole thing, uh, we came out with like our Bible quote <laughs> that we kind of said, I've never seen our paraphrase version that said, uh, I've never seen the righteous begging for toilet paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so the toilet it, paper really tested the believer's faith. It did, like, but uh, everyone who was walking in righteousness, cosmic righteousness, then 
I was not, I'm like, wait a minute, that was one, like one person, anyone in my life that I was close to, they never had an issue with the, so my toilet paper anointing <laughs> covered my friends. <sighs> what anoint? Some people are like I have the Esther anointing. Some people are like I have I experienced the blah 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 anointing, the whatever. And I was like the toilet paper anointing. <laughs> That'll <laughs> deal never. with the religious spirit <laughs> when you start preaching toilet paper. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that? The nightmare realm. Somebody has to take away Solitarsis manure pile, yep. as it's written. It's gonna be the toilet paper anointing. We praise God for it. Amen. Because why? We're not above it. That's the humility of the Lamb. He's cleaning up all the crap that's been around for thousands of years because it's time and i'm seeing that as the manure pile of that mud pile that rome is built that on. whole river of uh you know the red dragon in heaven awaits the bride is a river of sewage now understand that sewage is simply movement within the human being moving in the sewer water counterfeit river of life it's really the river of the human life. It's represented, as we've taught previously, in the river Nile. Mm -hmm. It's the Egyptian life, which is the human life. To live in Egypt is to live in the human being. To live in the river of sewage is to live in human blood. To live in the river of life, we know, Revelation 22 says, is to live in his blood. But if you don't know his blood, you can't know his word, because only through his blood does his word speak. Therefore, having ears to hear, eyes to see, what the Spirit says to the churches is a person who is out of the human sewage system. We're coming out of the human sewer system like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Amen. And the first thing that comes to mind for me with that is pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Peanut butter and anchovy pizza <laughs> anointing. That's our, our manna. That's our daily manna. <laughs> You've heard of pizza, but you haven't had anchovy peanut butter pizza. Yeah. Like Michelangelo. I think this is the kind of stuff the religious demon hates. Is any freedom, <laughs> any fun, and any joy in the Holy Ghost. And I think we were just... I was just looking at that. Was it last night? Was it yesterday? The throne room green. It might be turtles. It might be turtles. <laughs> you know, I did go to practice um, waiting <laughs> and uh, looking one time, and I remember seeing all these turtles. These, like, cute turtles with bubbles and things like that. And I was like, what is this? There's all sorts of <clears> heavenly <throat> mysteries. A lot of people you might have seen, like, the shells. The, there's, like, all kinds of mysteries that God has <laughs> hidden on the shells of turtles. Mm -hmm. Do you remember one time we were seeing turtles everywhere mm -hmm. back in Minneapolis? We'd go walking somewhere. There'd be like turtles and there would be like specific numbers of turtles. For 20 years, my dad's place in Mexico that I visited up to two months a year was called Tartugas, which <laughs> oh, means wow. turtles. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is... How far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? I do want to go down. It's infinite. You know, this is what I love is, okay, uh, the joy and the Holy Ghost. I was reading on Rick Joyner's book, just doing a little searching. Sometimes I'll get an image of uh, a book that I own and I will see it or I'll see a part of it or I'll know that there's some specific topic to look in there to look for. What is that? That's called communicating with God. Uh, and I wanted to, to tell you guys this also quick note. Make sure you're listening to God and hearing God's voice. That's the most important thing. And so a lot of times people are waiting for like a big voice to come out of the clouds and like, you know, you shall not pass. Or like, you know, like, 
Gandalf's voice, and that might happen for you. I hope it does happen for you. We've heard the epic voice of God, the thundering, the booming. It is epic, but most of the time, he's going to communicate with you through the whisper of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that. We checked out that um, display here in Miami where you can whisper to each other mm. from across the pavement. If I was thinking, if that thing works that good, you could literally stand really far apart and you whisper into it. It's not even, there's no electricity. It's, yeah, it's just... It's like two satellite shells yeah. with a cone in the middle and you're facing the opposite direction and they're like 50 feet apart. But if you whisper into the cone, into the big satellite, yeah. it beams the whisper 50 feet away to the other person at mm-hmm. the other satellite and, right. it's, and it's like surround sound. So 100% of the time, it doesn't matter who you are, if you whisper to each other in it, you can hear each other. Is it okay to have more faith in that thing than in God being able to communicate with us? That's what I want to address mm. with that. Like, you know it works. It works. And, uh, you know, the voice of God, he works. Like, it's not an if and or the but <laughs> statement. It works. And so if things are not working, we're not hearing. Yeah, that's not faith in, in the natural mm-hmm. realm. Apostle Paul says, put no confidence mm-hmm. in the flesh. It means put no faith in the realm of the natural. Mm-hmm. Put your faith in Jesus wow. from the glory realm that rules over the natural realm. Amen. Amen. But well, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so make sure you're hearing the voice of God. When you pray, are you getting answers to your prayer uh, when you're studying people like brother lawrence or especially um andrew murray he talks about humility he talks about surrender uh, he talks about praying it's not acceptable and it's not a con- condemnation thing but just no- notice your attitude and thoughts and feelings where right? you're getting acclimated to the kingdom instead of the religious spirit And so if you've been in the religious spirit or under their canopy for some time, you may have grown accustomed on accident, just on autopilot. You may have grown accustomed to not getting answers to your prayers or for it to be few and far between. Answers to your prayers should be coming continually. There should be a continuous communication, you know, between you and God. It's a constant communication. That's where we want you to be. And so I know you, you may feel like, oh, it's, this is another dry desert season and I've been in that for 13 years or whatever. Listen, that's the religious spirit cutting you off from communication with your father. Those are false fathers. They don't give answers. They demand so many crazy things. You know, there's, we could go into all the nitpicking what they do, mm. but you've got to get answers to your prayer and not just like in a begging way, crying out for God, you know, to not smite you. And you're just terrified of punishment all the time and just feeling condemned. Those are all symptoms of the religious spirit. And again, we're not saying this to condemn you. It's to, hey, say, hey, that thing is not your father. So you just look at that thing. And, you're not my daddy. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I've got business with my father. And so that's where you want to be is speaking to God, hearing God, praying, and receiving answers to your prayers. And that that doesn't mean God's going to bow to your witchcraft will. It means we surrender 
I surrender all except for my Netflix subscription and where I want to be every weekend and the people I want to hang out with and who I want in my inbox and what I want to wear and do and go and see and pretty much everything else and what car I own. You know, Surrender is a baptism. <laughs> Hebrews 6, that we must have all the baptisms to move forward to present ourselves for the possibility of entering the school of Jesus Christ's righteousness. Hebrews 6 says that the advanced teaching is the teaching of righteousness, which is true new covenant Kabbalah of the apostles of the Lamb and the Messiah Jesus Christ. In order to ascend, to be able to really begin to walk in the heavenlies, to walk on the ladder, to walk on the stars, (coughs) and to live on the stars, you have to have the baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead. These teachings are not... (coughs) Teachings like in Greek education school where you know a thing in your brain. They are realms that you live in. These are the qualifications for ascension in Hebrews 6. You can read that in your own time. Called the elementary Mm -hmm. things. You have to go through elementary school to get into high school. Mm -hmm. And it's high because it's in the heavens. It's in the firmament. It's in the stars. And that's ultimately your safe place. Now knowing God's voice is important. We know that without hearing his voice, my, you're not his people, for my people hear my voice and they obey me. It is written. But where does the voice come from? The voice of God. Notice when God spoke, he spoke out of the cloud. Okay, if you study the scriptures, the voice comes out of the glory. <laughs> the voice of the Spirit comes out of that true light. Mm-hmm. And the true light, guys, is your connection to the Holy Spirit. And your connection to the Holy Spirit is your potential for hearing. So the most important thing every morning, uh, you know, like Benny Hinn says, good morning, Holy Spirit. Mm. That, was, that was the book in 2000 that really introduced me to the Holy Spirit. I was fresh, born again. And they assigned me at Minnesota Teen Challenge to read and do a book report on good morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn. Now, I read it out loud, and when I read it out loud for seven days, a glory cloud appeared in my room so thick that I could not see the other side of the room. It was a 15-feet room, a foot room, it was a small dorm room. You couldn't even see the wall. That's how intense God revealed himself. The Holy Spirit revealed himself to me as the Holy Spirit, as the glory cloud. Now, from that cloud... I've been following the voice inside that cloud ever since. And so that really is a baptism of the cloud. And the baptism of glory, because we understand from the cloud the voice speaks, is your ability to hear. Now, why can so few hear? And why do have so many people have a problem? Because they don't have the baptism. So you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Amen. Continue to speak in tongues. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Pray in tongues all the time. But make sure you're going after the other baptisms. The baptism of fire truly is, remember, fire in the Bible is Shekinah. If you study out what fire really is, it's not something different than God's glory. It is the glory. Okay? If fire is not separate from the glory, the baptism of fire is the Shekinah glory. You can study that out. Mm -hmm. The burning bush, the fire in the bush, in Hebrew it's, the Shekinah. He was the Shekinah in the bush, the fire. So 
In order to hear God, there has to be a baptism of fire, which is living in the glory. You're never going to hear God consistently. You're going to fall and make mistakes listening to other voices. Mm -hmm. Now, he says, my sheep hear my voice. No, what is a sheep? Someone who's inside the parameters of the glory. Hello? Mm -hmm. You know, a, a person that's outside the glory is not capable of consistent hearing accurately, and therefore, they're not going to obey. So, that's mm -hmm. still goat. That's still areas that need to die to be put to the sword, to be circumcised, and then you get more and more accurate. So we can't just say, well, I'm a sheep because I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. The evidence that you're a sheep is that the shepherd, mm -hmm. which is the Lord of glory, has a perimeter, a fence line around you of his light. So even the fence can speak to you. Hey, you're getting close to the boundaries of the protocols of living inside the kingdom of the glory of God. Don't leave this fence. Don't leave the 99 you know you want to stay in the shekinah with your thought life mm -hmm. your prayer life your action life and your word life your relationship life every area of your soul life your spirit life and your flesh life even your eating mm -hmm. you want to eat inside the glory when they went and met with god on the mountain what did they do in the exodus of moses they ate physical food. When Jesus Christ, the angel of Yadivave, met with Abraham and established the covenant of faith in Torah, what did he do? They ate food, physical food. When they were coming out of the wilderness, what did they do? They ate the food of angels. Therefore, it is important that food not be something outside of the glory cloud. You know, people don't really understand. We have a lot of immaturity, so we need to mature in all things. Just simply understand, here's the simplicity of it. All things consecrated in the glory, which is the fire. You know, living in the fire is living in the glory, and we get better and better at it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, your discernment will come from the burning of the fire that of the Holy so Spirit, because, you know, everything should be tested in fire. Well, we often think, well, that's well, am I going to test it in my fiery prayer time? That's not what it is. It's, is the cloud developed inside you so that, you know, when darkness comes around, it begins to flee because you do practice the presence of the baptism of fire and the, the presence of the baptism of glory. That's how all things are tested. And it is a progression from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the Bible says these are different things. One comes after me whose sandals I'm not fit to untie. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and Amen. fire. Which means the Holy Spirit is the introduction to the leadership of the Godhead. you got to have that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there's no glory. Which means there's no fire. There's no ability to discern. And if we're honest with ourselves... That's where most of the Christians are. The reason why they have such poor discernment, mm -hmm. and oftentimes they'll call the higher uh, things of maturity in Christianity the devil, and they'll attack them, and they'll call them all kinds of heresy names and all these things. They attack the prophets mm -hmm. much more than they even attack the devil. And this is because they don't have the baptism of fire. And you, you see them in the chat room every single day. 
Pray for these people to get the baptism. Mm -hmm. And many of them are sincere believers, and many of them speak in tongues. But the speaking in tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit does not give you the ability to test everything in fire. No, Mm -hmm. because you yourself haven't been tested. Your heart's not tested. Your brain's not tested. Mm -hmm. And so it's mostly human rubbish. So this person, you got to pray for them to be washed from the sewage of their humanity. You can pray in tongues for Mm 10,000 years but not have the baptism of fire. It's a completely different baptism, and Scripture teaches that. Mm -hmm. Baptism of the Holy Spirit, you get the evidence of tongues. Now, pressing into the baptism of glory is the consecrated life. That I will be a good sheep that lives in the parameters of the protocol of the holy angels and not leave my post. Notice the post for the believer is the sheepfold. And the sheepfold for the sheep of the great shepherd is living inside the cloud of glory. If you're outside the glory, and I know that's actually quite a lot of you right now listening to me, you're outside the fence. And that is the fence of protection. You can you know, put anointing oil on your posts and curse demons and do all this stuff. You're not going to have any authority until you get into the sheepfold. Getting into the sheepfold is learning to be under the authority of the Messiah and his angelic rank. Remember, these are angels of glory. Torah tells us mm. the cherubim are the angels of Shekinah glory. Angels of glory. And mm. so there's a ranking system once you begin to live within that fence. This fence is also the walls of the heavenly Jerusalem. So the sheepfold is the perimeter of living inside the walls. The fence is inside the walls. And so all the New Testament is written for us to understand how to live inside the walls of the new Jerusalem. Now, what does Jerusalem mean in Hebrew? Peace. Let's, let's demystify. It means peace. Peace with God. Peace with God is living inside the glory. In the glory, we're pleasing the glory with our thoughts. We're pleasing the glory with our actions. We're pleasing the glory with our money. We're pleasing the glory with our uh, relationships. We're pleasing the glory of how we talk to our spouse and our children. Amen? Mm -hmm. And this is really the behavioral uh, refinement of living inside the sheep pen, which is living inside the cloud. And it just Mm -hmm. totally dramatically refines and consecrates every part of your life Mm -hmm. until you can move in the cloud in the marketplace. And that's really Mm -hmm. when it gets serious. When you can move in the cloud in the grocery store, you can Mm -hmm. move in the cloud on the Mm -hmm. highways when you're driving. And in everything, you are in fellowship with God in the glory cloud. That's when you become a holy Mm -hmm. terror to the enemy because now everything in your life is consecrated to the Lord, which means inside the parameter of a Shekinah. That's why you need to get a job, Buckwheat. Get a job. You know what? Your job is not just being at home posting on Facebook because you're not called and ordained into the ministry. Maybe you have a calling for that. But I want to encourage you, if you have a calling and destiny, destiny in ministry, you're never going to get there sitting at home on your computer, making things on your computer, writing and posting scriptures it ain't gonna happen not in a million years look at jacob but the refinement came around being around the most powerful businessmen some of you are really deceived and think your refinement just come by praying all the time and fasting and doing those things that you need to do but the real refinement 
is taking the temple and going out um, around businessmen and being around successful mm-hmm. people and realizing, man, you know, you're religious and inadequate in all kinds of areas of actual life skills that mm-hmm. God requires. God's a businessman. Would he even hire you in his business? Yeah, he's talking to you. Don't there's God somebody like watching a, God's that doesn't like want to hear it. a successful CEO. And you're, you're there saying, well, I'm qualified because I pray and I try to be a good person. No, would you be the person they hire if 10 people were lined up with skills, giving you know, their resumes? Okay, I want to act like a crazy person. <laughs> Come and on bo- I want to act like a crazy person and boast. Just Jesus said the father thing. was a wise and shrewd <laughs> businessman. Okay, we talked about you know, how I turned down a million dollar deal to have my you know, books and blah, 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 all that, you know. All my, you know, business stuff. But I want to be a crazy person to you right now. And since you're being a crazy person, not everyone. There's some people watching. They don't like to hear this. The reason why is because you have a false vision from a religious spirit. That's right. That's not your father. Breaking and that's the a, religious spirit. That's the problem is the <laughs> vision. The, if the vision came from a religious demon, they take truth about your destiny. I just saw a huge sword flash. Yeah, they're oh. cutting it up. Bam. You need to get out of that. They thing want you in religious activity instead never, of the marketplace. Yeah, you'll so never. You never get your real Jacob way. training. You'll never have your real destiny. We both did marketplace training. That's let right. God. You go into the marketplace. If God calls you out for ministry, let God be the one who pulls you out of the marketplace to do it with powerful signs and wonders. And don't tell me that's already happened. You have some past experience, whatever. You understand. This is a religious spirit we're dealing with. And what they're doing is false promises based on some measures of truth to keep you from walking in your actual destiny. Mm-hmm. But I would look at, again, I want to boast like a crazy person <laughs> uh, just because I want to shake this thing up a little bit. Like, this is how it was, you know, in my case, even after God brought me into ministry. It was like he had to kind of pull me away because it was like I just got the salary that I wanted, you know. I just, I just started walking in, you know, that abundance that I'd been waiting for. And then again, here comes after I'm in ministry, here comes this million dollar deal. And then again, sometime later in another season, right, they always come at an opportune time, right, when things are difficult, when things are not easy, or when we're in the middle of a big battle, or there's, you know, I think this was. When did this come? I'm pretty sure this one came when nobody had really accepted the Holy Kabbalah yet or rising and didn't really understand Early Enoch. 2020, I remember it clearly. Yeah. And so then that was a powerful time. God mm-hmm. completely shut down that other thing and mm-hmm. even closed that, them down for a year yeah. as you stepped into full-time ministry. It was, it was crazy. Like was everything crazy. shut down. And <laughs> when so you're really serious, he will just, he will just burn every other every door. Th- yeah. <laughs> the father really is yeah. jealous for you. Yeah, so that was when I, <laughs> so that's when I got into cosmic righteousness, and God's like, "All right, come on, Buckwheat, let's go." It, it, that was a shock to me because I was like, "I'm just," I always considered myself like a beginner. I didn't expect to be like at the top of, the uh, forefront of pioneering Christianity for the entire world. I had initially began to look for the help, and when I found the top, and to learn that, I didn't expect that. I was just a normal person in my view. Because I didn't have my eternal memories. I didn't really remember who I was. I didn't remember who I am in Christ in eternity. I didn't remember that any of that. I thought I was a normal person without any kind of destiny. I just wanted to hopefully be as close to God as possible. I didn't think of myself as qualified. Those are the people God chooses. 
it's usually the people that God chooses are the ones who didn't think they were fit for the bill. And then he's like, okay, you're the leader now. <laughs> yeah, Moses but, didn't know the potential of his spirit. And, uh, he said, send someone else. But Moses had this, the spirit of Yahweh. He had Yadav the sun and the moon in there. Yeah. Come on. And, and so, but then you find it's the people who are like, I have the destiny. I'm called to be an apostle. And they're just like fighting everyone oh, yeah. and fighting God and jealous of everyone and trying to steal and, steal and kill and destroy. And God's like, yeah, I can't work with that. The self-confident goats. I have a gifting and an anointing and blah, blah. It's like, how much stolen oil have you acquired over the years from beating people up and siphoning? It's not the same. So you can't compare those things. So what do you want to be? Remember, you don't have to be the villain. You can be an innocent child again in God. Must so that's just a lamb. repentance. Got to be the lamb. You got to start in that. But what I wanted to boast like a crazy person about all this stuff, that was in 2020, Cosmic Righteousness. Then again, as I went higher in uh, cosmic righteousness then again anytime there was like a difficult season you know you come across trials we all go through trials and ministry especially pioneering ministry even more so you're going to come across some hard times so, you know of, of just the pressure it's just the pressure you just have to persist and then break through but the uh, the devil likes to come at the weak moment where there's you're not you're waiting for the breakthrough when you're waiting for the breakthrough, that's usually when the devil comes to say, hey, I've got a better option for you. <laughs> that's when I got the, the opportunity opportunity from the devil to, with these people that were like, hey, yeah, we could easily, look, we've made these millionaires. We can easily do it with you. Like, this is, we just, this is the, we already have it like a well-oiled machine. We can just do this. And here's the evidence of our success. And there it was, like, okay. Y'all got, you know, millions of dollars in your bank account book sales easy online set up your own schedule wow this is you know anyone could dream of that but no <laughs> because if it's from satan it's a bad deal right if it's from that human success really is one it gets of a lot of people doesn't it things oh I've watched you have it to take love the glory so many yeah if you love the glory it won't get you but if you love money they'll definitely take you there's out. a demonic anointing for human success uh -huh. that people mistake in their immaturity as favor it was definitely an anointing in that hu that human uh, river of sewage they work within it and then they please demons instead of mm -hmm. the holy ghost that work their way up the pyramid of babylon mm -hmm. and they think they're successful you you've actually killed stolen and destroyed continuously for success all your wealth mm -hmm. will be stripped from you like james chapter 5 it is written you mm -hmm. fatten yourself for the day of slaughter and that's how the holy spirit will mm -hmm. deal with those people and many of those people you know and it's personal for you mm -hmm. and you need to side with the holy ghost and say his judgments are right mm -hmm. because even if those judgments come now and what the devil has done in people's lives for human success, you'll spare their souls. Mm -hmm. Remember, the apostolic hands the flesh over to Satan for, the, for its destruction. Not once, multiple times. And that's honestly where a lot of people are at because they're so far gone in the sewage, mm -hmm. in that caked makeup horror Babylon that thinks the river of sewage of man's ability, of man's blood, mm -hmm. is the Holy Spirit and the river of life. They'll even worship Jesus, lifting their hands in the circus show of the horror Babylon, in ignorance, worshiping the fallen angels. And if we're honest with ourselves, that's the majority 
of charismatic Christianity is doing that right now. Mm-hmm. In fact, the only remnant that is not that has escaped are the ones that have obeyed and come out of her, my people, mm-hmm. which is coming out of the human Christianity of the earth into the cosmic Christianity of the heavenly Jerusalem as mm-hmm. scripture prescribes. Amen. And so they came to me a third time. So some time passed after those seasons and it, it came back to a point where I was right on the verge of just being about had enough of, I don't know if anyone's ever going to hear about righteousness, holy Kabbalah. Is this ever going to break through? Am I going to have to do this by myself for the next however many years? This kind of sucks. There's a lot of demon principalities in space are a lot tougher than what's on the earth. I don't want to do this by myself. But I told the Lord, but I will. If I have to, I will. Was I happy about it? No. Was I happy about the situation? No, of course not. But I was waiting for the breakthrough at the appointed time uh, when cosmic righteousness would be established and taught. And so I'd been walking in a couple of years, but I really was kind of getting close to feeling that breaking point of, can I take this anymore? When is everyone going to do righteousness? Is this even going to happen? Like, am I just going to have to do this? Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. This Because the opposition was insane. It was so crazy. It was probably the, that was still, I think, to date the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever been through. Yeah. Probably the hardest. Actually, now I'm thinking about, I'm going measuring through all the 10 worlds of, of ascension difficulty. Every pioneer that was the hardest deals part. with it. Yeah. Elijah says, I'm, I'm all alone. Wow, wow, wow. He says, I'm the only <laughs> one. No, there's a remnant. He's they, like, they they don't worry, they're, com- they're coming. They're coming. There's a remnant. So I had some really cool angels that helped me and visited me during those times where I feel kind of <laughs> like, oh, I can't do it. And uh, that's how I met uh, the, um, there's a prince that's in charge of the constellations. Uh, so every night when they're doing their thing, you can wave and say, hey, hey, that's my friend. But uh, that's, yeah, really cool. There's really cool <laughs> angels in the kingdom. They're amazing. But one of the other things, so imagine being at that kind of breaking point, feeling like just kind of having a tough time like with that. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call and I was like, what Is this area code? I know, wait, who's calling me? And it was a recruiter from a Fortune 500 company. Like, actually, I looked at the business and I talked to them about who their top performers were, how they were. I was curious. I wasn't going to say yes, but I wanted to know all the details. <laughs> and so I just, I talked to the, them in the interview. I'm like, why are they calling me? And they offered me to be, I could work in my favorite city. So I'm thinking like, I could, ha- they were like, you know, that would, that's the kind of salary you can get, whatever kind of, uh, like regular income salary consistent with a big corporation uh, again this is um fortune 500 and they had a track record and they were proving to me like okay well what are your performers at what are your top performers in your mid-tier like how are they doing and again like why are they calling me how do they get my number apparently um one of my direct supervisors and ladies that i used to work with uh, when I worked in, I think it was like in a dental field or something like that. I worked in medical and dental and things like that. So it wasn't related to that field at all. So I was wondering like, why are these people calling me? I had some corporate experience too, but I'd been out of the corporate world, like regular corporate world. And I worked with entrepreneurs for a while. So I was like, what are they calling me for? I had been mentioned and recommended so heavily by name. They're like, this is the person that you want to work with. She's amazing. She did this and that for us worked in this really intense environment, blah, 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 whatever the good report was. It was so outstanding, the recommendation, that they were trying to hound me. 
to get me to come like no you can you know this your it's you know the, this one of the best you know cities and I'm like oh it's my favorite place I'd be able to afford whatever kind of cool penthouse or apartment that I wanted I could just go and do my Kabbalah la 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 land and I like corporate jobs okay and I'm people like oh it's the enemy you could listen when you work for God you'd be happy anywhere you could be who was the guy that was the plumber Smith Wilgersworth yeah you could be a plumber in the glory, and it's amazing. I worked in, uh, you know, all kinds of different jobs. But when this thing com- comes, again, I'm boasting like an insane person for your benefit. You're listening. I turned it down, obviously. And they were trying, to, it was hard to get off the phone. They wouldn't want to let go. And it's not because they're really needy for jobs. I saw, like, I looked at their, um, um, I checked out their stock, the star- stock market. They were doing really well. So it's not like they're not desperate or anything like that. So why are they trying to call me and they want me on the team? Glowing recommendation. Here's you can again. Here you can have it your way. <laughs> I said no thanks. <laughs> and I told them I finally had uh you know left what I was doing to pursue my dreams. And you know this is the ministry that I'm in. That's why I'm pursuing my dream. Why am I pursuing this dream? It's the father's dream. Now, I didn't mention that to the recruiter because we don't really put pearls before swine, but uh, what we do, this is the father's dream. Why is it my dream? Why is it, you know, Brandon and I were working together doing this? We share the same dream. And that I will raise up a faithful <laughs> priest in my house. And that, that faithful priest, that high priesthood that will serve him in all of his glory over the nations to be a demonstration of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We're establishing a city on a hill. It will have influence in every single business in the marketplace. You know, the heavens come down and create earth. Every day, earth is created by heavens. You know, if the heavens didn't come down to earth, there'd be no light here. There'd be no biological life here, and everyone would die instantly. Do you, do you understand that? A lot of people mm-hmm. just wander around the earth and did just live like animals cool. breathing air. But there is a process of how life on earth works. It's by the <laughs> heavens coming down. This is written in Enoch. And just having an angelic awareness of how life and existence works is so essential for humility and also working with the gospel. And having that understanding in the marketplace is so powerful. Because you're not just coming from below in earthliness. Because a lot of people that you'll deal with in the marketplace are coming from uh, a counterfeit above in the heavens of the principalities. Mm -hmm. And unless you are also coming from an above place with the Prince of Peace inside the Jerusalem, inside the glory cloud, you know, with your card-carrying member of the blood covenant, that I am a member of the royal race of Jesus Christ a member of his body, which means that blood is pumping through the whole body and you have the evidence of it and the angels attending to it, then you can begin to make significant progress. So a lot of all the things that everyone's going through right now Mm -hmm. in the maturing process is to get you out of that false blood of Egypt Mm. and get your citizenship in the blood of Jesus. Why? so that you can confront all of those who have all of the ability and the power and the authority in the court systems 
in the education systems, really the seven mountains of Esau to be consumed. Mm -hmm. Obadiah 121 really is, for me, the verse of the year of 2024. And it says that Mount Zion is going to be established, that you are going to be established in the blood line and genealogy of the Messiah. And that's going to be real, like the blood flowing through your veins. And your identity is going to go from the blood of the human being to the, the blood of the ever-living being. And in doing so, then you begin to take territory on earth as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And only through Jesus Christ can you do that. For, for too long, Christians have been lukewarm, which means mm-hmm. we have faith in Jesus, we'll worship God on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. pray in tongues, but then we go into the human ability in like 90% of the areas of our life. And I know I'm talking to all of you right mm-hmm. now as I'm explaining this, that you haven't yet learned how to have every area of your life dominated by His blood. As real as the blood in your veins and arteries is Jesus Christ. No, the Word must be made flesh, John 1 says. If you just have the Word in your spirit and it's not going through your soul and your flesh, you really don't have salvation in this universe. You'll have damnation in this universe. If you die, you go to heaven, you'll have no rewards. Why? Because you didn't do anything in the soul realm or the flesh realm. See, the rewards in this world come from bringing the kingdom out of your spirit, out of your belly will flow rivers. Well, what did Jesus Christ say in John seven thirty eight? Well, out of your innermost being will flow the kingdom of God in heaven, will flow the throne of the Father. Mm. If you can tap into that and obey that, so your relationship with God, your, your kumbaya time, which is very important. I have tremendous kumbaya oh, time Oh yeah, we love day. the kumbaya. But the whole purpose of it, and why you're in this world is to bring your relationship with God through your soul into the natural realm. And if you're not changing the natural realm, if there isn't an excellence, an increase of glory in the natural realm, there's a demon. There's a thief in the garden. There's a serpent in your natural realm, and you're allowing him to be there. You are not the victim. You are the sinner. Understand the big difference. You are someone who needs forgiveness mm-hmm. for allowing those snakes around you in the natural realm. You can't blame anyone else. There's, there's no one that gets mm-hmm. blamed before the throne of Christ except you. Now you have to deal with you, and that's the hardest thing for people to do. They always want to blame someone else. It's my spouse, or it's my city, or it's my upbringing, or it's my race, or it's my mm-hmm. economic or educational status. No, it's not. We all have Jesus equally. Doesn't mean it's always the same easy path. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder for others, but the ones that it's harder for get much greater rewards if they're faithful to the nature of Jesus. Only if. You can't get bitter about anything in the natural dimension. In fact, the demons will try to make it absolutely impossible just because your destinies actually are to change nations and to Mm -hmm. shift nations. So the the demons in the invisible dimension can see the potential of the of the believer they can see it while they're still sinners and that's why a lot of people get so insanely attacked and they don't even know why it's because the potential and you see that a lot of times before they're converted they'll get the biggest temptation of drugs and alcohol or some kind of crazy thing helicopter ride and the helicopter Mm -hmm. crashes the drug overdose and the day before they asked people about jesus Mm -hmm. Jimi hendrix was one of those people guys on stage, he mm-hmm. says, if anyone knows about this born-again Jesus, please see me after the concert. Because he was serious. He died the next day. 
He literally died the next day. The, de- the I demons hope somebody do that found him and talked all to him. the time. <laughs> and you need to understand this pattern. So it, it's really right now essential to mm-hmm. connect to the Holy Spirit on the outside, yes, but understand on the inside. First on the inside, then on the outside. That's how it works. So as it's written, out of your belly flows rivers. So it has to come from the belly first, and then out of your belly, you create an atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Walking in the glory cloud on the outside is because you walk on the glory cloud on the inside, and you're on the mm-hmm. cloud. So this is what it means to be in the heavens, is to be in the spirit. And you do begin to deal with all kinds of detailed, specific things as these things become more and more real to you. I liked what, uh, uh, what is her name? The woman that we listened to, Ruth Heflin. Oh, yeah. Ruth Heflin would say, the Shekinah is not just ether floating around in space. It's steel. (laughs) The Shekinah is steel. It it is as hard as steel on the inside. And that's what real Mm -hmm. true faith is, Mm -hmm. is that the invisible is solidified in you. The Shekinah, the glory, the light of the Father is as real as steel on the inside. That's the framework. That's what wisdom building her house in Proverbs 9 is. Mm -hmm. That's wisdom making your brain aware that God is, on the inside is more real mm-hmm. than these shifting sands on the outside. And you notice the Woo! shifting sands always adjust to whatever's going on in the heavens. Did you notice that? So if you're just trying to build in the sand, it all falls apart. Nothing is lasting, nothing's worth anything. But when you build in the heavens and you build in righteousness, that Shekinah steel, you're building on the everlasting foundation of the heavenly nation of Jerusalem, our mother above. And that is going to be coming into the earth eventually as we pave the way, <laughs> as we get this elevator up and working. And, uh, you know, that was, I posted online, and you guys like that. We're going from Lois and Clark with bear spray to fully paved uh, road to YHVH, fully paved highway. And so that's really where we're at right now, has been. Lois and Clark, uh, Brandon and I, with some bear spray, which is the Holy Ghost, (laughs) against the principalities in the cosmos. But eventually, it's going to be a well-known way. And by the way, I want to say congratulations to our second person above the sun. Mm. Uh, We've got uh, Sister Lisa. Congratulations. I received the word today Mm -hmm. from our friend uh, Janelle. And this is a really important part, is that... (laughs) is that without those people going ahead, right? So we go ahead, and then someone went before you. We had, you know, Sister Janelle that went above the sun. It produces after its own kind. I had this dream uh, not too long ago that every one of my children, which was, they were cosmic offspring, birthed in the heavens, and then below, it was like, you know, babies. And it's a spiritual offspring is what it is. The babies grew up so fast that they immediately began to grow. They immediately had hair, which was glory. Mm-hmm. And then as soon, right after they were birthed, they started helping raise the other children. Mm. And that's what's happening with you guys is one goes up and then you help the next one up, you help the next one up. And that's how we populate the stars. So these are my, and these are our spiritual offspring. So the spiritual fathering and mothering is the production of spiritual offspring, which is cosmic righteousness. 
So thank you for the helping. It's not helping in a human way. We don't cater to the human nature that just wants everything on a silver platter. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme the notes. Gimme the secrets. Gimme the stuff. <laughs> that doesn't ever transform you. It's learning righteousness. And what the, what the women who are rising are realizing, this is exact. And it's exactly what we've taught you in the master class. And that, but now you're experiencing it in your own experience. So what does it do? It makes it real to you. Mm-hmm. This is the same way. It's a narrow path. Now, down in Jezebel's church under her tower, all the Christianity under Jezebel's tower that has not overcome, everyone is mainly used to, well, that's just your opinion and your opinion, and everyone kind of has their own opinion about how things work. Yep. And that's not real. That Shekinah steel is, it's the narrow path. And what these women are realizing who are transforming, they're <laughs> going up. They have no order. The, yeah, what the women are realizing in RLM who are going up, they're getting into the sun, they're getting on the moon, Hod, Netza, the sun, the same path. They get the same tests. The, the answers are the same. It's just it manifests slightly different in each individual's life depending on where they need the refinement. But it's the same test. It's the same principles. It's the same way. It's one way. Jesus Christ is the, the gate. He's the, it's the narrow path. And they're finding, wow, as long as you're actually aligned and obeying, it's easy. Which means there's no confusion. There's no questioning. The signs and the wonders come. And when the signs and wonders come, they're no longer confused. Was that a confirmation? Or was that just an encouragement sign and wonder? Now they know the difference. They can feel the, the foreskin and the membrane. And they're learning to know what that is and how to deal with it and when the rung is actually completed. And... Now they're learning and they're getting it. And it's going through to the next person to the next person. How? By taking the master class and taking notes. And listening to the live stream. And they're going up. The Bob Jones prophecy, he said that the believers of God would populate the stars. Populate the heavens. That's what he said, but most people in the church age don't believe it. Why? <laughs> Religious demons that don't want you to walk Especially in your highest Especially how it destiny. actually happens and gets fulfilled. Yep. <laughs> Which is typical of Bob Jones' prophecies. They love the prophecy, but I've noticed that there's tons of rejection and persecution around how the Holy Spirit fulfills it. That's where you get mm-hmm. over that Christian idolatry. Amen. And so, again, this comes back to the turtle. How did the turtle win the race? Slow and steady is actually the fastest way to do it. You know, there's the bunny glory. We love the bunnies of heaven. There are bunnies in heaven. Obviously, if you don't think there's bunnies in heaven, you need deliverance from a religious demon. (laughs) (laughs) There are bunnies in heaven, okay? And uh, it's beautiful. But what's that? The tortoise and the hare, you know, the old story of how the turtle won just by being consistent. Steady Mm -hmm. as she goes. Why do we say that? If you rush on ahead, what's the most dangerous thing you can possibly do in rising? Going to the next rung before it's either fully circumcised or before you have the full transfiguration. Mm. So every Tifret of every world, it's super important to get the upgrades. The most important one is Tifret of Isaiah. If you don't transform there, forget about it. The whole rest of the journey is a complete waste of time and you'll only end up in the clippeth. In the brain... It's still going by faith in most of these things and not by sight. That's why you need always two or three confirming signs and wonders Mm -hmm. outside of yourself from the holy angels. And Zadokim or the Zadik, 
that's higher than you that can confirm the signs and wonders you'll be bearing the fruit Amen. that way you don't just get into your own visions your own you know google translate of your tongues your own dreams well i had a dream and i had a vision i saw this thing and blah 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 okay well where's the fruit what was the test of the rung do you have that solid shekinah steel which is the fruit of the holy ghost in that rung and so you know some people as they're rising those early ones do it really accurately you know some people they try to oh i'm gonna go up really fast and do this yeah, Enoch said you know. the righteous, holy, and elect will dwell in safety. And Enoch, notice he is saying all, they're all together, which means as, as you begin to rise, you begin to know your true family. So it's not going to be like, oh, so looking for a church, or I need fellowship, or I'm a lone ranger. Enoch said the righteous, holy, and, and elect will dwell in safety. So the dwelling is and the knowing of your company comes from the ascension of having the the obedience to the circumcisions and the rising on Jacob's ladder that'll automatically mm -hmm. put you around the correct kingdom company because you're you're having obedience to the word of God. Yep. Bear the fruit of obedience first and God is going to align you with where you need to be. And again, if you become cut off from that, but you get into the disobedience gets scattered and they have no order, mm -hmm. and they're just out there as accusers and commentators. Mm -hmm. They're not involved whatsoever. You can pay no attention to those people. It's like Nehemiah, and you have the peanut gallery all around mm -hmm. as he's building Jerusalem. Tobias and Anyone Sanballat. that's not ascending and rising, you can't pay attention to their words. It's always going to be the enemy, because what is the enemy? Mm -hmm. The flow of the sewage of the human blood through mm -hmm. the human soul. So that's why people that are just, you know, don't seem to be so wicked, just everything out of their mouth is a lie constantly because lying is simply allowing the human to flow in that human blood. If you, if you flow in human blood, everything in your life you speak, you think, and do is vanity, is lies. Mm -hmm. So as it's written, I said in my astonishment, all human beings are liars. King David, it is written. Now you begin to get into the river. Now you go the mm -hmm. spirit of truth. They realize there is hope in this world. There is a real God that changes us from liars to truth speakers. Amen. And that change comes through constant circumcision of your lying, deceiving nature. And you realize, <laughs> I mean, that's what Jacob becoming Israel is all about. It's like coming out of the human being Ooh. into becoming the son, <laughs> an ever-living being, never as faithful witness Whoa. in the sky. And, and so the sun is the witness in the sky, <laughs> and that sun is oh. Jacob. It's not separate from Jacob. It is oh. Israel. The eternal witness oh. is Tiferet, the sun. <laughs> it's the government of day. Is the government of day just a, a ball of fire in the sky? Oh. No, that ball of fire in the sky is Israel. <laughs> if you see any difference between the sun and Israel and Jacob, that's when you're just you know, in deception, you'll be in the demons because what does it mean to be in the demons with the lies and the liars because you don't believe the truth. The truth will set you free. Israel is the sun and its light over all the earth. Amen. Truth that is so much glory. I can't really contain myself. <laughs> so what does it mean for the woman clothed in the sun? She's clothed in the covenant of Israel. She's clothed in the government of daylight. Revelation 12, 1. Ooh, oh, it's so that. good. Amen. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's great, glorious glory. And I want to encourage you too. Like we've had multiple people who had thought they were rising in righteousness. It was just bad fruit. So what did they do? They humbled themselves. They went back and started at square one and got the actual circumcision. 
And then like, oh, this is actually very peaceful. This is very clear. So, you know, and there's been a couple of times. I remember there was one world. It was either ninth world or tenth world. I can't remember which one. That I couldn't, because the world was new to me, every world it changes. It's the same principle, but it changes a little bit. So you can never rely on your own understanding of the rungs in each new world. Uh, you have to continually rely on Christ. That's the whole point, is you get to know him. But I couldn't tell if I had it completed yet. Again, this is beyond the sapphire stone part where it's like a firmament. It's not those uh, physical kind of ethereal gemstones. It's the, uh, what do they call it? The, um, the pavement ends here. You take off the training wheels of the bicycle. And the eighth world is your first experience of that. But it's somewhat a little bit more solid feeling. Because Keter is still, you know, part of the the Sephiroth part, the uh, Sapphire Stone itself. Uh, but as you go, it, it seems more, um, it's higher, higher things, higher ways of God. And so the mind really cannot, the carnal brain, if it can't do Asaya correctly, how much less can it do 8th world, ninth world, 10th world? You have to be in the spirit of renewed mind of Christ and leaning on him. It increases as you go. But there was one rung, and I remember, I think it was like from Yasad to Had. I could not tell for the life of me what it was if I had it. It was so crazy. I went back and forth three times. I think that was the most ever in my whole journey. I just, I was like, this is so different. Like, I knew I had some transformation and some breakthrough. Mm hmm and I felt like, because normally, okay, foreskin, okay, membrane, but I felt like I had two different really solid occurrences of a breakthrough, like a change, but I still could not tell. I would go forward, and then I couldn't tell. It was just really difficult. So what did I do? I took a step backward. Why? You have to be absolutely certain that you are completely finished with each wrong. That is so serious. If you can understand, it's not just like, oh, well, we'll just skip it and then come back to it later, or it'll just automatically, no. Mm -hmm. Every single rung must be 100% thorough. That's why if you get to like Hod, and you know, you, you saw it Hod and Netza, but you didn't really finish Hod, you are screwed the entire rest of the journey. Or you just went up and you didn't really do it. You just, we're trying to go up, but you never actually circumcised. That is why, you know, those people that had to go back down and go back, you know, go back either a couple of rungs or go back and start over on Malkut. It felt sorrowful for them because they felt like they were losing progress. But why wasn't the ascension working for them? Because they weren't actually circumcised in those rungs. The only reason Brandon went up really quickly into the sun the way he did and it actually worked and he could continue going on is because he had all the thorough circumcisions from his years of training and also he was there was a whole testing trial period where he made agreements with God. He changed his way of thinking and believing, which was corresponding to each one of that. Uh, you know, he had already been at the top of Malkut for some time. He had Malkut uh, and then he overcame uh, all, you know, that's in Malkut. And so he had the Yasad agreement, the Had, and the Netza, and there was a verbal agreement there, and he really understood the teaching, and he had had the experience in battle and facing what it was, and so he could see that. It's revelatory. 
So when he had the revelation and the repentance, it's there. There was nothing stopping him from coming right up into the sun. And that's not going to be the case for most everyone. Anyone who doesn't actually have the circumcisions, you just have the knowledge, it tries to go right up in the sun, you'll never be able to progress any further. Why? Those are the people, we had people that were in the sun that were in the black sun. You know, we had someone give their testimony on that. Hey, I was in the black sun. That's why it wasn't working. It was like the reverse flow of revelation, mm-hmm. false revelations. It was sewage. It was bad fruit. It was a lot of chaos and confusion. Like the sun is an embattlement. That's the easiest one to be in. If you have problems in that, and that's what happened with this young man. And he went back down and he started over in Malkut. And guess what? He's actually bearing fruit. Signs and wonders follow. Mm-hmm. We have people, you know, that uh, some, I didn't even know who this person was. I, e- I think emailed Brandon. They'd gone up, I don't even know how far, but they're like, hey, we're in the Clippeth. It was like, a, I think, a couple. They realized, oh, crap, we're in the Clippeth. Let's go back down to Malkut, enter into the kingdom of holiness, and go up the correct way. There's a huge test of overcoming that pride of your position and elevation and your level. I mean, the Holy Ghost will get all that nonsense pride out of you because the only thing important for your eternity is the accuracy mm-hmm. of where you stand with the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and the Father with your soul today. And so peop- a lot of people don't have an accurate assessment mm-hmm. of their own soul. And most people, because of so much religion, think they're in a much higher or better or greater or perfect or spiritual place, and they're just completely surrounded by hell. A lot of them hell hasn't even had to do much with them because they're so religious and they're so into the charismatic witchcraft of the principalities of the valley of the shadow of the earth. And so it's it's a very messed up situation. Only when you really begin to value the development of the eternity of your spirit, then you value, you know, the severity in dealing with inaccuracies of your soul. This is for your benefit. I mean, what does it matter if you know, you have to be cut down and deal with stuff in the earth and deal with the four rungs of Malkut and begin to deal with mineral level obedience mm-hmm. and an emotional level uh, level obedience and, mm-hmm. and really learn the protocol. Sod, sexual purity. Yep, and mm-hmm. the, then cursing all the false love and all the humanism and all the false Christianity, mm-hmm. all the religiosity. Uh, there is the, all that stuff and, and really coming into an agreement with attacking that stuff out of you because you're attacking hell okay and when you become real in 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 that reality you become aware that you are wrestling the deception Mm -hmm. of the dazzling demons and you're really at war against dazzling demons and it's not just always these shadows and the horned devil and just like the star of baphomet and the occult and the just the blatantly obvious evil okay that stuff doesn't take any discernment and that's mainly what the pastors and the so-called prophets and apostles on YouTube are attacking. Where you actually need to be attacking is the dazzling demons. You know, the apostles call them angels of light, but it's angels of dazzling light that deceive. So it's all of that religious, dazzling, luciferian, fallen, stolen Shekinah that does the most damage to believers. And you're not attacking it outside you. 
Okay? We're not hypocrites. Hypocrites attack right. it outside you. Right. It's always someone else, and I'm just the victim here. Get over that nonsense. That's all pride. Self-pity is the highest form of mm-hmm. fallen angel pride. You're attacking it out of yourself in your agreements that you've made with dazzling demons. And when you begin to fight mm-hmm. the good fight of faith as Christian soldiers, you are fighting the dazzling nature of demons and their temptations through your soul. So you're constantly attacking false light. You're constantly attacking stolen glory. You're constantly attacking false promotion, testing everything in fire, being loyal to the cross and taking it to the the crucifixion of the selfishness of the human nature for actual eternal Mm -hmm. advancement. Wisdom is the actual eternal advancement of your spirit and it doesn't waste time. Remember, Proverbs 9 is, is the protocol for true growth. Wisdom builds her house. That is the development of your eternal spirit. First thing she does is kill beasts. Killing beasts, what's the beast of Revelation? All your humanities. There's a first beast, there's a second beast, there's the death of the first beast, which mm-hmm. I believe is being born again, and then the death of the second beast, because the beast was animated again. That's dealing with those internal dazzling demons and the circumcision of the heart for true ascension and consecration to walk on Jacob's ladder. So when a person gets saved, now they learn how to kill the second beast. That's why you're a priesthood. Beast is a word for animals. The second grouping of animals. You killed the first grouping of animals, which was, you know, salvation. Truth and hell. Now we're going to kill daily, every day, the second grouping of these animals, as it's written in Romans, the burying of the images of the birds, beasts, and reptiles. Mm. Well, this is all invisible works, which means there will have to be an embracing of the invisible sword of the Spirit, the sword that the Spirit wields, to attack this stuff out of your soul, your feelings, your emotions, and waging war through your flesh, through your earthen vessel. And only the victory you have through your heart, through your wicked spirit, Mm -hmm. through your immoral spirit, through your not Holy Spirit, and dealing with that will be the potential of how much it will get through your soul and your flesh, which will have a residual effect on those around you. And that's how you consecrate your surroundings because you first wait. Oh, I just saw a big angel fly across Mm -hmm. here. As you consecrate your own heart. Amen. So just to put it all in perspective, to be a priest so you're not wasting time on foolishness. The first step of growth is building, understanding wisdom builds. Wisdom is salvation. Mm -hmm. The sephirot is wisdom. It is a path of wisdom. It's a path of truly angelically understanding the Word of God mm-hmm. and going up into the eternities. Amen. Okay. It's the way to come out of her, my people, coming out of the whore of Babylon, which is the old nature. The nature of your fallen soul is the whore of Babylon, having the things of God but prostituting them. To what? Demons. To your own selfish nature. And... Uh, This is in Revelation 17. When I saw the woman, I was fully amazed. Then the angel said to me, Why are you amazed? I will tell you the hidden meaning of this woman and the beast she rides. The beast with seven heads and ten horns. The beast you saw was once alive, but now it is not. However, it will come up out of the bottomless pit and go away to be destroyed. The people who live on the earth will be amazed when they see the beast because it was once alive, is no longer living, but will come again. These are the people whose names have never been written in the book of life since the beginning of the world. 
You need wisdom to understand this. The seven heads on the beast are the seven hills where the woman sits. They are also seven rulers. And we understand that to be what are hills, cosmic hills? The Sephirot. Mm-hmm. That is the Clippeth Sephirot. Second heavens. And just because I know we have some new people, maybe we have, do we have the Clippeth? The book of Revelation uh, is all picture. about the second heavens. So understand seven, the seven and the ten about these beasts has to do with the Clippeth. That's all the enemy. So when you rise without circumcisions or you go to the next rung and you're not either fully transfigured and if it's Tiferet, uh, if you're not fully circumcised in that rung, the next one you end up in is one of these. You do not want to be with these guys. They are nasty. Princes of Esau, all of them. They hate you. They hate God. They only pretend to be nice to you, to try to use you, exploit you against God and destroy you. So understand when... When uh, when God is rebuking, when God is chastising, we receive it. One of the most severe judgments that we see in the Bible, uh, we were watching, I think it was Isaiah. We were just going through the Bible, you know, going through the Bible all the time. And one of those verses in there, the severity of the judgment was that God stopped correcting them. Mm. That was like one of the most serious judgments. When you're no longer even able to receive correction and punishment. Uh, when God disciplines a son, scourges a son, it's for your benefit. But if that's not even working and then it gets more and more severe and it's still not working to produce repentance, he wants his goodness to lead you to repentance, but if you take his goodness and flaunt it as, mm. I am accepted, I'm so good, I am the favorite of there the Lord. There is a lot of rebellion Woo! in his goodness. And uh, that's a mistake. That's a big mistake. Because if all the goodness that he gives you is for you to brag to other believers and non-believers that I am so accepted, I'm so loved, look at me, I have this, God did this for me, I'm the favored. We need to have wisdom. If you can't repent mm. with the goodness, you want to be the category of believers that when God gives goodness to you, you repent immediately. Like God blesses you with a new home, it's causing me to repent. God gives me a new car, it's causing me on my face to repent. God gives me gold dust, I'm repenting. Pleasing the person of the glory cloud until that cloud that is God himself in you Mm -hmm. is smiling. So the purpose of all of this repentance is so the cloud is smiling within you. Amen. You're serving the glory cloud. You're serving God. God is the light being, the glory cloud being. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> it's so important because when the repentance isn't there, when his goodness shines upon you, he starts to get a little nudge to you like, hey. Mm. And then it starts to get more and more severe. The chastisement, the scourging. And then eventually it's just like a pun- like the punishments come. Why? Does he really want to punish you severely? No, it's not his nature. He's not like that. But is he desperate to save you? Yes. And if you max out everything, and when the punishments start coming, and you get angry with God, and you blame God, and you think you're doing everything right, and why is this happening to me? Why, God? Why, why, why? (laughs) And you blame, it's the demons. It's the pastor. It's my cousin. It's this other person. It's whoever. Look, you could judge and blame everybody else, your spouse, your kids, your your neighbor, your brother, your sister, your mother. 
But it's never going to cause you to repent. And God's trying to get you to change because he wants you to walk in his light, in eternal life, glory to glory, continuously being made and renewed in the image of God. He wants to save you from the demonic. But if we don't respond to his goodness with humility and repentance, it's like that every season. You get comfortable in God. God blesses you. Let's say you repented. God starts to bless you. You start to get comfortable. You start to get spiritually apathetic and lazy in Christ. And you start to take it for granted. Then all of a sudden, something things start to go wrong again. And it's that cycle of up and down, up and down. How do you stay consistent? Stay in repentance. That's the upward ascension spiral, spiral staircase of the divine DNA, the sapphire stones within you, which is your walk with Christ. Mm, amen. And that slow and steady wins the race. Don't be like, you know, the story of the tortoise and the hare. If you just race on ahead up the Sephirot, like these people, you're just going to have to spend more time after you start over. It takes longer to go up real fast and then realize, crap, I didn't actually get circumcised there. This is actually bad fruit and confusion and constant problems. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it totally wrong. And then you have to go back and start over. Or you go back a few rungs, back to the last place you actually have the circumcision. You actually take longer. You're delaying yourself. God's not delaying you. You're delaying yourself. You know, I don't know. The, some people, they're out there. They're like, oh, I did ascension. Then they find the cosmic righteousness and they realize they're in the clippeth. Yep. Or you wanted to just be be faster than everybody else and you were self-centered and you're trying to get yourself killed by just trying to be the so top So far, person. every Ascension group we've tested online, genuinely, sincerely, with their best intentions mm-hmm. in mind, has all been Clippeth activity. Yeah. I have not found a Christian ministry that is accurately ascending mm-hmm. through the Sephirot uh, biblically. They're going into the Clippeth. Because they don't understand circumcision of heart. They don't understand mm-hmm. what it actually takes to mm-hmm. rise into Jacob Israel, to rise mm-hmm. into the sun. They're doing it illegally like thieves and robbers. And the fruit really shows. They're, they're very, very selfish and condemning people, and they mock people that actually do things the right way. And we've tested mm-hmm. a lot of that fruit over the years with many, many ministries, mm-hmm. hoping that it'd be good fruit, hoping that mm-hmm. they'd be co-laborers in Christ. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there's a lot of principalities involved there. Those are all going to be judged. It's going to clear up. We're going to have a kingdom company and all the little divisions will be obliterated as the flesh is obliterated and the narrow Mm -hmm. way becomes the one way for all nations. Mm -hmm. And it's an actual invisible location. So these people who are getting circumcised, when they get to the rung close to someone else, they can actually see them. Mm -hmm. I've had multiple reports of our students when they get there. Like, oh yeah, I know like... You know, the other, hey, I can see so-and-so They're on the next rung right over there. I can see him because it's an actual invisible location. Yep. It's no longer vain imagination. It's real. It's real. Yep. It's the same experience. It's the same <laughs> circumcision. Completely changes the natural dimension. If you, everyone who's like, well, am I a unique situation? No, that's you being clippeth. You're getting clipped. You need to be in righteousness. It's an actual location. And this is really precious. And I want you guys to appreciate this. And I know you, you do, uh, but understanding the people who are arising uh, through like the world of Isaiah now, they don't have to face, what we're finding is they are not having to face 
not even anywhere close to the opposition that Brandon and I had to face when we were going up and when we started breaking through the front lines mm-hmm. uh, of the enemy from Tiferet and going upward, right? So I broke through from, you know, Yassad, Had, Nutza into Tiferet, and that was insanely crazy opposition but it's possible because of god and then together we've broken through up through worlds now guess what our students they don't have to deal with any of that cosmic apostolic pioneering just clearing mm-hmm. the way for the body oh like my Moses gosh is you're clearing the way i'm so happy for you guys like when i'm seeing they actually have the time to like write it down and scribe it and like oh here's my test and here's the thing when we were doing it to pioneer it it was like Scri- scribble down some notes while you're Dave- like trying we'll to like not David. die. What did David have it was to do crazy. to establish Psalm's high tower? What did David do to establish Psalm's high tower? He, he literally annihilated 10,000 times 10,000 in the perimeter to have Psalm's high tower. Yep. And he says God is a high tower. Why? Because he cut down all the enemies of God to take the high place, to yeah. take the sephirot, to take the stairway that was an enemy occupation oppressing through the Philistine demons, Mm -hmm. Israel. So when you cut it all down, then the the nation can dwell Mm -hmm. in peace and ultimately it will will eventually produce world peace because you will cut down all the enemies of our God Mm -hmm. and it'll be the sword of the spirit and these mighty champions that rise on the sapphire stone, Mm -hmm. stones that do this whole thing worldwide. And be encouraged, those of you who are rising now and it's, it's, you guys are having a much easier time than us. It's good to appreciate that, you know, be gratitude, you know, have gratitude for that and be thankful for the people who go before you, but also what you're doing and scribing mm-hmm. and making notes and helping the next people come up. It all the works together, building the kingdom. And it's going to be easier for the people who come after you than it yeah. is for you. Like you see the how development of a city. We're not walking in horse and buggy on bricks anymore. <laughs> no one's it's dying just, of dysentery. <laughs> because of decades and decades of refinement, now it's smooth movements and things are a lot better, a lot easier a lot more convenient that take hundreds and hundreds of years of work to get to the place of the refinement in the cities of America that a lot of millions are enjoying right now. Mm -hmm. It's just a higher quality of life than Mm -hmm. any of our ancestors could have even imagined. But so it is going up into the cosmos. It's like from Oregon trail. Then like someone died of dysentery again to like Amazon prime and DoorDash (laughs) and like Wi-Fi. This is the kind of angelic upgrades we're talking about. And you guys are making that possible through your rising, Amen. doing it accurately, being like the turtle, take why, slow and steady as, as she goes, rung by rung accurately. When you take your time to do it correctly, you're not just rushing. Why are you rushing? When people rush, it's because <laughs> they're either afraid of people hunting them or they're afraid of losing status or being the small guy again because when you were in Clippeth Christianity, they beat you up if you were the small guy. You don't want to get beat up anymore. Right? This is different now. This is Shekinah canopy of righteousness <laughs> in the Holy Sephirot. And, <laughs> you know, this we're not about hunting. People, one of the most common things I find when people come around, they realize that I'm not a hunter who have been hunted or they've hunted. It's so shocking to them. I've gotten that so much since coming into righteousness. I can't believe you're really not a hunter. Because I don't hunt them. I just help them. It's truly not been done before. But the thing that's crazy to me is the same people often be like, I can't believe you're not a hunter. Then they try to hunt me. 
they'll as soon as somebody says that i'm like they're gonna test me and they're gonna hunt me and then they do and it doesn't work why i'm a cosmic christian i'm a follower of the ascended christ jesus who came in the flesh that's why you couldn't hunt me no magic spell can kindle upon israel and i forgive you anyway i know you just people like to test the apostles but it's the wounded will always try to wound others yeah and you know I know that's been the common thing, but let's move on to advanced things <laughs> and put behind the hunting Christianity that you saw, Christianity, and live in the Sephiroth. Live in peace. Remember who the real enemy is and don't let them auger you. Don't let them Mr. Smith you in the matrix to be used as a weapon against the people of God. Be restored to innocence. Be mm. restored to that child through the river your past doesn't define who you are i don't hold it against you heaven doesn't hold it against you i'm not even going to remember any of it that you know when we look at those things and you're forgiven i don't even consider that something anybody did it was a demon i completely hold the demons responsible once you've repented if you're unrepentant you continue you're responsible when you repent and you're forgiven by the blood of jesus and the sons of god have the authority to forgive sins so I have the authority to forgive your sins. Brandon has the authority to forgive sins. Why? We're sons of God. Jesus gave it to us yeah. and it is written. And we've been forgiven, so we freely forgive you. Why? When do, we, when do you get forgiven? You repent. You change. You choose to change. You desire to change. Now you're forgiven. So go and sin no more. Stop hunting. Really believe the way. Go back to wherever you need to be in righteousness and start and get the actual circumcisions. That will be the fastest way for you to rise. And Amen. the turtle shell has, most turtles have 13 of those patterns. Those, um, what are they called? The little shapes, the little sphere. They're not quite spheres, but they remind you of the spheres, like uh, the geometric shapes. I forget what they're called. There's 13. What do we know? 13 dimensions of Sukkot. Sukkot. Rest, Shekinah. Sabbath, Shekinah to Shekinah, glory to glory. It's about going up the rungs. And then those 28 for the days of the month, the little circles around the outside. The days and the seasons, the times, the seasons. Month to month. It's like the moon cycle. What is the moon moon cycle? Not for your crystals and Wicca. <laughs> it's for your understanding of glory to glory. Bearing fruit of all those dimensions, all those worlds, year after year, month after month, in and out of season, always fruitful season. And I want to give you this verse before we go for your rising. Jesus' advice about humility <laughs> <laughs> in the Sephiroth. It's Luke 14 and verse 7. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner that's an elevation, were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table. He gave them this advice. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. When, what if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, give this person your seat. Then you will be embarrassed and you'll have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. 
That's when you choose to go up and seat yourself in the Sephirot without getting circumcised. And then when the Lord comes, he says, you're going to need to go back down and start over. Mm, yep. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table. What are the feet? Malkut. Take the lowest place at Malkut. Then when your host sees you, he will say, friend, we have a better place for you. Then you'll be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. And so we humble ourselves to start on Malkut <laughs> and just do it right the first time. Notice true humility is exaltation by God. Or as the disobedient say, when you're exalted by God because of true humility, you're being prideful. But note, Scripture says, Luke 14, the humble are exalted. So keep getting exalted through humility. Amen. So when you're humble, make that glory cloud smile with yep. your actions. Amen. <laughs> God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed viewers of RLM TV, thank you for joining us in this sacred space where we come together to explore the profound teachings of the Bible. Today, I stand before you to extend a heartfelt invitation to support RLM TV a platform that endeavors to bring the timeless wisdom of the scriptures into the homes and hearts of believers around the world. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 7, we are reminded that wisdom is the principal thing, and with all our getting, we should get understanding. RLM TV is dedicated to providing that understanding, to unravel the layers of divine knowledge embedded in the Holy Scriptures. Your support is crucial in allowing us to continue this noble mission. As we embark on this journey, let us draw inspiration from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20, where Jesus instructs his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. RLM aspires to fulfill this divine commission by reaching out to souls across the globe, illuminating their lives with the light of God's Word. Your generous contributions play a pivotal role in sustaining this beacon of enlightenment. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38, encourages us with the promise that when we give, it will be given to us in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. By supporting RLM TV, you are sowing seeds of spiritual abundance, not only for yourselves, but for countless others who will reap the harvest of God's grace through this ministry. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, verse 10, we are challenged to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in God's house. RLM TV is that spiritual storehouse where the sustenance of God's word is shared abundantly. Your financial contributions ensure that the storehouse remains full, allowing us to continue feeding the hungry souls seeking nourishment for their faith. In conclusion, let us heed the words of Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, which assures us that our God will supply every need of ours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. As you consider contributing to RLM TV, know that you are partaking in a divine partnership to spread the richness of God's glory through the medium of internet and television. Thank you for your attention, and may your hearts be moved to support RLM TV as we journey together in the pursuit of spiritual enlightenment and understanding. God bless you abundantly. Amen. <laughs>